Welcome to another edition of Maxology, episode two. Today is November 1st, 2019. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome to November. Brian, how you doing? Dude, I'm chilling. Good? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Max? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. First and foremost, to everybody who's listened to the first episode, thank you. Thank you so much. I've heard uh, positive vibes and a lot of things that I want to talk about. Um... First thing on the bucket list, Halloween was yesterday, but I, and I wondered why we actually do this whole Halloween thing. I wondered why people dress up in all these scary costumes and then ask for candy, right? Does that seem counterintuitive to someone to dress up in, in an axe and blood on their face and then to go up to someone's door and say, trick or treat, please give me like Hershey chocolate kisses. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't seem counterintuitive to you. Dude, we have a lot of weird holidays. I, Halloween's just one of them. That's I, true. I, Coming I, up, we have a holiday where literally all we do is just eat. Yeah. I mean, it came from, like, Hallow's Eve, right? Wasn't that, like, originally, like, a like a religious thing? Yeah, so it originally was religious. And actually, there are some religions that do not like Halloween. They literally say, don't go trick-or-treating. It just goes against everything we know. Don't do it. And when people started doing it, they came out with these movies and, and all these shows about Halloween and, and would start spooking people out. And these religious uh, organizations would be completely like in, in awe of how terrible it was because it goes completely against what their beliefs are. And it got me thinking. It was like, why, why do we do this? Why do we just have these random kind of just put in, let's say, October 31st? Yeah, we're just going to go around in costumes and grab candy. And when I was a kid, it was never explained to me why we did it. Someone just said, hey, dress up in a costume, go get candy. And I was like, awesome. That is sweet. I'm totally going to do that. Recently, there's a law passed in Harrisonburg. You can't be above the age of 14 to trick-or-treat. Huh. You know, like, part of me is like, yeah, adults shouldn't dress up and go around asking for candy because that's just weird. But on the other hand, like, what about the 15-year-olds that still want to trick-or-treat? That's right. just unfair to them. Now, I don't think there's going to be a police officer going up and IDing kids on if they're old enough to trick-or-treat. You know, I don't think you need to carry around the... 14-year-old. It's one of those movies. There was a movie uh, this guy would play on a baseball team. He was in the Benchwarmers. He said he was 12, but he was actually 24. And you remember that there was a scene where he opened up a, a piece of paper and it had a picture of him and it said, I'm 12 with a crayon. And he's actually like 24 years old playing with all these 12-year-olds and he would start knocking these balls over the fence left and right. Max, you're being ageist. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're That's. I guess this is a new. This, this is a new thing now this that we we're discriminating. Yeah, that we're discriminating against people's ages. You're too old to trick or treat. I. If I go around right now and I trick or treat, I am. I. Sh- it's against the law, apparently. You know. And speaking of Halloween and everything, I was driving past a house this morning, and there was these decorations. There was an inflatable cat, and the cat's head would move left and right. And it got me thinking, there's going to be a point where these decorations are going to be too legit. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a point where somebody's walking by a house, like October 27th, 28th, and something just comes flying at them, and someone just punches the decoration. 
and that's gonna be considered that's gonna be considered a violate. What is that called? Violation of uh, property. Property damage. Property damage. That's what property it is. Damage. Property damage. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, these decorations are gonna be so legit one day, and robots. They're gonna be robot costumes for. There's gonna be costumes for the robots. Dude, wild thought. How do you know there's not already people? How how do you know there's not already like robots walking around in people costumes and we just don't know? Fair enough. Fair enough. That is something I've never thought about. Maybe that's a good topic for next week, because this week I want to talk about something else that completely changed my way that I think of something. You know how on Halloween you watched all the spooky movies like Halloween Town or the It movies or the Clown movies? And it got me thinking, as a kid, I would watch these movies and I'd go see them in theaters. And I would always go with my dad or my mom or my parents. And they would always say, Max, you want to go to the movies? I said, yes, let's go. Let's do it. And next thing I know, I get to the movie theater about halfway through. And it could be like a super scary scene, like something really, really scary. And my dad is passed out. He's just sleeping. He's sleeping through this movie. And it got me thinking, what if, what if it's a technique by parents that when you're super tired of dealing with your children, that you ask them to go to a movie and you use that two hours of the movie just to sleep? Here's an example. See, my parents didn't do that to me. They would just be like, Brian, shut up. I'm trying to take a nap. <laughs> so... I don't know. I think, I think our direct approach works better. And you don't have to spend the money on the movie. Here's what I was thinking. There was, um, when I was younger, I would always go see these movies that I, I was super fascinated by. Nemo. Finding Nemo. I was so into Finding Nemo. And I would beg my dad to go see Finding Nemo. And he said, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll be honest with you. Looking back, I don't think I would go see Finding Nemo in theaters now. But for some reason, when I was... Well, yeah, dude, you're grown. <laughs> right. But I'm saying, you ever think of that? When you're like five or six years old, you want to see all these animated movies. You want to see um, Finding Nemo, uh, Finding Dory, Inside Out, all these Disney movies. You know, what was big? Uh, Pocahontas, Lion King. And now they're making like real versions of those movies. And I, and I feel so old. And I'm thinking to myself... I went to the Avengers with my dad, the first Avengers. It was Avengers, the original, OG. And there was a huge battle. It's like the scene where you see that shot and the six of them are lined up and it's like a circle, the camera's circling around them. And they're about to go into battle and my dad is passed down. I said, okay, there's no way he remembers anything from the movie. So as I exit the movie theater, I ask him, I was like, dad, what are your five favorite things of the movie? He said, uh, I really liked, uh, I really liked, uh, well, yeah, it was overall, it was just a good movie. I don't know if there was one specific part I really liked. It was just a solid movie. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way he watched this movie. But as I was younger, I thought to myself, like, I had no reason to question him. Even though, like, he was sleeping, but I had no reason to be like, yeah, I'm going to call him out and say you were sleeping the whole time. And I think that when I'm older, if I have children, I'm definitely going to invite them to all these movies and just use two hours of sleep time. Yeah, I'm, when I'm older and I have, if I have children, we'll see where the world is in, you know, 20 years, if that's even possible. But I'm just going to be like, yeah, go to Redbox, it's a dollar, I'm going to take a nap. And that'll be good enough, so I won't have to spend, like, more money on actually going and sitting in a theater. Because then it's just paying extra to take a nap. That's yeah. fair, you're essentially paying $15 to take a free take nap. A nap. Yeah. yeah, I could take a free nap at home. Yeah. That's I'm going to teach my kids to take naps, too. That way they don't they don't spend a bunch of money at the movies. That's right. Now with all these Netflix specials, you can just watch Netflix a movie instead. That's genius. Phenomenal. Um, something I wanted to get to today. First of all, we have our first guest on the show today. Uh, that is huge. I can't wait to bring her on the show. She's a good friend of mine. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was 
that since this is a college life podcast and we're staying in college life, you ever think about what happens when you're done college? You know, my parents and my friends out of college would tell me, stay in college, stay in school, stay young. And as I think about it, as I'm a junior and, you know, staying away from being a, a freshman, more mature, a lot, I've, I've grown experiences throughout the years. I've studied a lot more than I did in high school. I sometimes wonder, you know, how much of it is true to stay like in school and enjoy every moment. And the truth is, as I hear these people that like alumni from JMU, they'll come up to me and they'll say, Max, like, do your thing, study, have fun, take it day by day. Their lives, they literally tell me that their lives are so much more boring out of college. And it got me thinking, there are people that I know that are in college and they say, oh, I can't wait to get a a real life job. And there's also people on the opposite end of the spectrum that are like, let me just stay in college and never get a job. College is awesome. Why? It's the best four years of your life. And then you have to go in the real world and like be productive. That sounds horrible. I, you know, ugh. Being productive, I don't want to do that, you know? Yeah, and it's a scary thought, but to a lot of people, there are also people who study so much that their lives are just study, 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 and they just want to get to their job. And I was speaking with uh, my parents and relatives about it, and they were saying how their uh, jobs are similar every day. Every day that their job is relatively the same day in, day out. College, for me, my days are different. Every single day, it seems like it's different. And that's not just because my schedule of classes change every day, but there are new things that pop up out of nowhere. And I, and I, sometimes I think that it's honestly because of technology. And here's why. I would be in class, say, say I have a 9 a.m. class, and my phone is right next to me, and I get a text from my phone. Instincts are to look at it. Obviously, I can't look at it at it because I'm not allowed to be on my phone. But as soon as I get out of class, I look at it. And based on that one text, if whether it's a really, really awesome text, or if it's a really, really, really sad text, or just a drama filled text, all about gossip, that changes your day completely. You could get one text and that changes your day completely. And now we're not going to talk about super, super you know, rough text. But I'm saying if, if there's someone that says, hey, do you want to catch dinner tonight and see a movie? You know, all of a sudden now you're probably not going to be uh, doing whatever you wanted to do that night in terms of, you know, if you had a meeting, maybe you'll go to a meeting if it's more important. But if you had something else planned, all of a sudden your day just switches. You know, I don't think that there's because of all this technology, I think that our days are so variable. And, and we do all these things that make us more fit to act on a f- switch rather than before when there wasn't technology. Mm. I mean, before people were just like farming. Now we have iPhones and have things to do that are not farming. Which... And, and it's crazy to think about because we could be on our phone the whole day and that could be a, a complete day's worth for someone. It used to be when I was in, in this generation of uh, – this next generation of kids, like when I would be a kid, I didn't have a flip. My my phone was a flip phone if I even had one in middle oh, school. My parents, my parents would not let me get a phone until junior year. They got me a track phone, and then I got a job and bought my own phone because you can't really use a track phone for anything, like googling stuff. Googling stuff is very important because I never know what's going on ever. So googling stuff is crucial. Yeah, and when I was in in I want to say elementary middle school, I would go home and I wouldn't play video games I wouldn't be on a phone because there wasn't a phone to be on I would more or less play outside play football watch sports eat some food uh, do homework if I had any even though like I probably didn't do homework that much and then I would watch TV 
Um, and I'd go to bed, and that was my routine. Now, all of a sudden, I feel like all these kids nowadays, they go home and they put on the headset, they talk to their friends that are like two streets away, and they're shooting zombies. I just don't understand where the connections that you can build between people lie. You know, when I was playing football with my good friends and we made a touchdown, we would be so happy. We'd embrace each other and high-five. And, you know, the physical contact of appreciation for someone was there. Now, all of a sudden, you send, like, an emote, you know, through through the PlayStation Network, and it's a thumbs-up emoji, you know? And that's what a congratulatory feedback message is nowadays. And I, I sort of am worried about it because the more people that do this – and don't get me wrong. If you're on a Saturday or a Sunday – you know, and and you can have all this free time, play video games, de-stress, do what you want. But also, you know, just in general, talking about America and activity levels and they're decreasing and we want people to be more active. I don't see video games helping the physical aspect of, you know, living and having a great time. Mentally, totally. I'm all for video games mentally as a refresher, as something to get your mind off of things. I don't know if shooting zombies is the perfect way for that, but uh, you know, something to think about could be maybe creating a video game where it encompasses a lot of different things all into one game. Kind of sounds like you're talking about a virtual reality game. Right, and I'm totally okay with that. What you know, If we could create an exercise video game with virtual reality, and they're probably already thinking of it, that would be sweet. We're probably living in one of those. <laughs> yeah, right. Like the whole, whole, you know, 2019 was just all virtual reality. I mean, who knows? <laughs> um, know. Speaking on America and activity levels, and I want to talk about something that is a problem for America, and it's obesity, whether it's childhood obesity, teenage, adult, whatever it is. It's a huge issue, and we suffer from it a lot. We're in the top five worst countries of obesity, and I wanted to talk about it because it is something special to me. Uh, in high school, I had a BMI of over 40, which is your body mass index, and to put that into perspective, the normal range of a BMI is between 19 to 25, and I was at 40, so now I'm at 25, and I'm uh, considered in the upper normal range, but I know what it's like to go through the troubles of you know nutrition and poor diet and lack of exercise and our numbers are increasing at a terrible rate and when i say terrible i mean they're not slowing down they're exponentially on the increase which is terrible and i wanted to talk about nutrition for a little bit i was 328 pounds my sophomore year of high school i currently weigh 190 pounds and i did it through a lot of people think exercise is the key and don't get me wrong exercise is great and i'm gonna say this to almost support the kids who play video games if you don't exercise that's fine with me but do me a favor and do yourself a favor change your diet a little bit each day put some colors on your plate give me some vegetables give me some fruits give me some protein carbs are tough the bad carbs bread is horrible we don't want bread. Water. I didn't drink water for 17 years of my life. And I know you're saying, like, water, water is in everything. Water is in everything. I get what you mean. But I mean, I only drank Gatorade. You can ask my close friends, my family about it. I only drank Gatorade for 17 years. If you only drink water and your diet matches that and within protein levels, I'm talking steak, I'm talking chicken, and the good carbs like a salad and fruit. 
I I will I will tell you that that will help dramatically. Your late night snacks, maybe some pretzels at most, even though that's kind of a carb, it's not okay, but maybe some pretzels and some hummus to get you some more protein or carrots or dessert being yogurt. You'll get you some some nutrients that you need because I'm worried about American obesity. Truthfully, the guideline says that we just need to, they give guidelines based on maintaining what we currently are at, not to try to get better. The dietary guidelines right now are trying to make sure America sustains where it's at. Not to try to get better because they know that they probably can't. Oh yeah, we suck. So so if we can make these little tiny steps into being a better version of ourselves, eating-wise, and then the exercise will sort itself out, you get motivated. And I know it's hard. It is so much easier said than done. And you're if you're listening to this, you're like, Max, I don't know how you expect me to do this. I'm telling you a little bit every day. Swap out a plate of fries for a, a plate of carrots. See what happens. And you might say, I can't eat carrots. It sucks. Try, Keep trying things. If you love steak and you love chicken, put in chicken in your salad. You eat the chicken with some lettuce and some grapes and some, I don't know, whatever you want. Turkey, who knows? Protein and vegetables, there's no better thing than that. And I'll tell you this much. My favorite drink is water. There's nothing better on a hot 80-degree day than a cold iced water bottle. And I only like water because it helped me change so much. I probably lost 30, 40 pounds just based on drinking water alone. And uh, that's huge because your body loves water. You're 70% water. Um, And that's big. And I wanted to just touch on obesity for a little bit there because I think that it's important to talk about. And I'm super excited to transition into my next awesome segment which will be introducing my first ever special guest of the show we're going to talk about college life with jesse michaels welcome jesse hi max how are you i'm good i'm good like so for those of you who don't know jesse and i lived together in the dorm the freshman year been friends ever since lots changed since then um been through a lot uh so talk to me jesse what's your college life been up to what have you been doing um, you know, just been studying, working, going out. I just turned 21, so. Oh, wow, that's big. Yeah. How was that? Was that it was fun? fun. Yeah, you were there. I was. I was there. It was a great time. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about something. So freshman year, Jesse, and freshman year, Max, kind of different. Kind of different from junior year, Jesse, junior year, Max. Do you think that there's been anything that stands out to you about yourself that has kind of changed and made you think, wow, like, I was completely different as a freshman as I am now? Um, I mean, I think I kind of learned the ways of college in that sense, but I don't really think I'm that different, like, the way that I act or anything like that. Um, I think I've just met more people, and that's kind of shaped me, but I think I still am the same person that I was. Do you have any regrets freshman year that you could say, like, ah, I don't think I thought whether it was school-wise, whether it was social, whether it was joining something, not joining something? No, I think I, like tried everything I wanted to freshman year and I ended up where I needed to be um the only regret I have is just going out every day the first semester and like doing really bad in school so well, I that's, regret that that's part of the experience yeah see, I see I it's like I regret it but then I think back and like that was really fun and like it kind of taught me a lot too so I don't regret it at the same time but 
if I could go back, maybe I would just try and study a little bit more, but... So you think that now you study a lot more and, like, you don't go out as much? Yeah, for sure. I think freshman year, I the first semester, I was just, like, a loose cannon. Like, I literally would drink every night, all the time, and study minimally. <laughs> and I was taking, like, hard classes, so, I mean, that wasn't the best thing to do, but that's what I did. So. Yeah, but I feel like that's part of, I feel like that's part of college. No, for sure. I mean, that's why it's like, I regret it, but then I'm like, do I really like, would I want to change that? Like I got a lot of friends that, sem- that semester that I still have now, like you and Angie and all them. So yeah, no, I understand that. For those of you who don't know, there's a super funny story that Jesse has. And I want her to say, because this podcast deserves to know what Jesse, what Jesse's gone through. So Jesse, in your own words, Describe, describe to me what happened. Okay, so what Max is referring to is an extremely funny situation, but it's also kind of embarrassing. So what happened was I was hanging out with the guy that I was talking to at the time, and I was at his house, and he only had one other roommate. We just have to keep this in mind for the sake of the story. So I was at his house, and it was really, really late. It was probably like 2 in the morning. And I was just chilling downstairs, and he was in the bathroom or something, off doing whatever. And his roommate comes downstairs, and he doesn't come all the way downstairs. And I'd seen him before. I don't really, like, know him, but I'd seen him. He'd seen me, that kind of thing. Like, we knew who we were. Um, So he comes, like, halfway down the stairs, and he, like, peers in, like, the little crack between, like, the stairs and, like, the downstairs. And he looks at me from across the room and says, who are you here for? So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My initial reaction is I just kind of like was like, uh, and I said the person's name and he just ran back upstairs like nothing ever happened. So then when the guy I was talking to came out, I told him what happened and then he ran upstairs and said something to his roommate, I guess. And then we just acted like it never happened. So I think I said later to him, I was like, so is this some sort of like whorehouse or something? <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me like. No, and I was like, well, that is what it seems like, so... Wow. Yeah. Wow, could you imagine that, Brian? Could you imagine <laughs> going to someone's house and then coming up to you and, and like, you open, they open the door and say, who are you here for? And you're, no, I, I would be so taken. I would ask somebody that. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, it's funny, but it was also, like, at the moment, like, I was already in his house, so I think, too, he thought that I just walked in, which, like, the guy I was talking to, like, let me in. So I think his roommate literally thought I just walked in and was just sitting on the couch, which is just even, like, more absurd. Like, I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. And That's now I see him all the time, his roommate. I see him all the time. Really? And, all the time. And the, the other guy, wow, I guess you don't see him? No. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that, I mean, hey, that's a story. That's a story and a half. That that's a good college story. Right um, Jesse? Uh, college. Is there anything in your life that you're excited for? A few days coming up? Halloween weekend? Yeah, I'm excited. My friends from home are coming. So, yeah. That's awesome. going to be a good weekend. That's awesome. Sure. All right, guys. <laughs> Jesse Michaels on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Sure. Thank you for having me. And switching gears now, talking about how weather affects stress and mood especially when we get into the winter months and it gets darker a lot earlier. I think for some reason, weather and uh, light brightness has an implication on what you eat because you feel, I think you feel, I think stress is high when it's cold and it's dark out. I think that your mood is a lot different compared to when it's really hot in a nice, beautiful day out compared to when it's 30 degrees and it's six o'clock at night and it's pitch 
black. And I think that that has something to play with in your mood as well and your work ethic. For example, when it's super cold out and it's dark out, I tend to just honestly want to drink some hot chocolate, watch the Polar Express, bundle up with some blankets, and go to bed. The reality is, if it was 6 o'clock and it's super nice out, I'm probably going to study more or go outside and be active. And there's something where uh, there's a big thing. There's a test in Windows, and there's a new product coming out with lights and how they affect your uh, circadian rhythms and how productive you're going to be the next day. There are all these studies on music and weather and and music and brightness and the the true crux of it all is for most people and there are definitely some people that love cold and love nighttime and that's awesome and i'm not saying that those people should be completely discounted because that's not true triggered (laughs) back i know i know how you are brian but i i also you know tend to think that we, for some reason, are so much more motivated when it's such a nice day out because our mood is just exhilarated and we get so excited when it's sunny out and and we get to do all these more activities because you just want to be in your car when it's cold out and you don't want to walk anywhere and you would love walking on a hot day and, and embrace the sun and working outside is a huge plus for people. Uh, it decreases your screen time when it's cold out. There's a study that shows that you're on your phone a lot more when it's cold and it's dark out. And I think that all these factors play into this whole thing of, you know, we need to figure out a way just to almost like cut through the darkness and and cut through the uh, cold weather and persevere because soon enough before we know it, those are going to be our, if we can flip that and make those months awesome, just as awesome as those months where it's 75 degrees out, a little bit windy, and you're wearing a short sleeve shirt with some cargo shorts and some sandals and you're chilling and cargo shorts are phenomenal. We're not going to talk about cargo shorts. You brought them up. We should absolutely talk about cargo shorts. I'm not a fan of them. I know you like them. Cargo shorts allow you to carry so much extra cargo with you, and that is a fact. I don't say a lot of things are facts because I think facts are, you know, widely disagreed upon. Most things are just opinions, but the fact that cargo shorts allow for so much more cargo capacity is an absolute fact. You're right. I just can't deal with all those pockets. I think that they get stuck on too many things. I'll be walking down the steps and I'll be caught on the banister. And next thing I know, I trip and fall. What are you going to say to that when you trip and fall on your cargo shorts, Brian? I mean, usually when I get caught on my cargo shorts, it's not on the pockets. It's on, like, the this middle part where the zipper is. Sometimes I'll be, like, washing dishes and the little sink thing will just get stuck. Which is always a shame, but I don't ever blame that on the cargo shorts. That's just the reality of having shorts. Or pants, for that matter. Most pants have a zipper. Fair enough. Maybe I'm just really unlucky. Uh, Maybe. I don't. I don't want to deviate from the subject. And right, we were talking about the weather. And and, and we somehow got carried along with cargo shorts. But you brought them up. You're right. So when we are talking about studying and moods and weather and lightness, there's a perfect spot that for different people. Somebody would love to study maybe in a pitch black room with a little light above themselves and they're reading along and they're taking notes. Or maybe some people love to be in a room where it's bright and it's a huge room and there's people all around like a massive library and that works for them. And figuring out what works for you is so pivotal in this day and age. You know, doing things that make you succeed and doing things that... And maybe you can take advice from what other people do. You know, if, if your best friend is a, studies at 2 o'clock in the morning and you try it and you're like, ah, I can't do it. And another friend of yours gets up at 5 in the morning and he's studying and you're like, oh, I like this a lot. 
you know, maybe that's something to think about. I, for one, I love getting up early and starting my day. At least I try to. I'm not guaranteeing the fact that I get up every day and try to start at 5 o'clock in the morning. There's people in the Army and Navy who start their day at 4 o'clock and they make make their bed and they uh, make themselves breakfast and have a whole schedule every single day for them. And that's totally cool. I wish I could be that organized, but the reality is I, I'm not. And I just try to do what I can. But I think that we have this self-image of how we want to handle ourselves and our success rates. And the only way I think you can do that is figuring that out by yourself. And whether it's figuring out through weather, mood, other people, uh, maybe movies or websites or articles that talk about this could also help. Maybe this podcast is some information for you. I don't know. I would like to think it is. But I do know this. You are you. And nobody can tell you how to be otherwise. And if they do and you don't agree with them, don't listen to them. Be yourself. Find out what works for you and you're going to succeed. I thought we were talking about the weather. Yeah, you know, we did. We, we, <laughs> took, a, we, took, a, we took a different turn and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too. Yeah. My, my solution for the weather is like if you're getting bummed out by the weather, just ignore the weather. And then suddenly it doesn't bug you out anymore. You're right. If it's, I'll walk if around it's, in the rain. I'll be having a good time. Like, you're right. You're right. If, guys, if it's hailing, if it's hailing... Brian says, ignore the hail. Yes. If there's potatoes flying at you, ignore it. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs was a lie. Um, before this podcast runs too long, we're reaching the end. I do want to mention that if you have any topics to send me, please send them to me or to Brian. Uh, we're officially on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. It's huge. Maxology is getting bigger and bigger. And thank you to everybody who listens. We have a lot of fun doing this. I'm glad that if if you're having a, a stressful day, I hope this can add some de-stress to your life. And thank you to Jesse once again for coming on the show. Next week, we'll have a new guest. If you have anything that you want the guests to talk about as well, let me know. If you want to be a guest and you want to be on the show, let me know. Um, if you want a shout-out, let me know. If you want anything for me to promote, let me know. I will totally do that. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in and keeping this going. And I just want to say that you can always get to where you're going by walking away from where you've been. For Brian Penzak, I'm Max Weinswag. Thank you. And I'll see you next week. Max Allergy.